Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kids Matter Podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kidman, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, here's your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, friends, Ryan Frank, Corey Jones, and Amber Pike, and welcome to Kids Matter Podcast, episode number 102. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of the children's ministry community. You're all, you all are rock stars. You're amazing. And um, you're really, really making a difference. So hear it from us today that if it's been a while since somebody told you, thank you, thank you. Um, what you're doing matters so much. Um, Corey and Amber, big day at Kids Matter HQ. In the last 24 hours, we hit 27,000 members in I Love Kidman Facebook group. So 27,000, 27,000 members. Who yeah. was the 27,000, 27,000th I, member? You know I, I wish like I knew because a... if I did, I would give them a prize. I don't know if you can look yeah. that up for you or not, but um, right. if, if you've not, if all 27,000 of you have not yet to receive your welcome phone call from Corey Jones, the phone <laughs> should be ringing any day now. You just keep holding onto the phone. And wait. Uh, um, hey, thank you so much for being a part of this community on Facebook at Megacon, listening to the podcast. Uh, we really want to help you succeed in your life, work, and your ministry. And so thanks for letting us play a small little role in the big thing that God is doing in each of your lives. Uh, before we push record, the three of us were talking about Easter. And believe it or not, Easter is right around the corner, isn't it, Amber? It's like, a, I don't know, a month and a half, two months. Yeah. It's Easter planning season. Yesterday, so my father-in-law had an accident and we're on like month three of healing and it didn't work. So now he had an emergency-ish surgery yesterday. So in sitting in the hospital for 13 hours, I was working on my, my, on my Easter lesson. I was making a new game. Um, it's, it's Easter time. Yeah, it's time to prep and prepare. And we have a lot of great resources at kidsmatter.com to help you prepare for Easter. There are some great on-screen games, countdown timers, worship videos, lessons, printables. Got to tell you, one of my favorite Easter resources over at kidsmatter.com is a, a video that my girls made called The Best Day Ever. And a lot of you have downloaded this. Um, we actually sold one today. Did we Funnily really? Enough, I didn't know that. It. I yeah. love that. And I'm like, oh, yay. It is the cutest little video. It is. It uses, what do they call that? Still still motion or I don't Stop know. Stop animation. Stop animation. Um, so anyway, I like that one because our girls at home made it recently. Hoping that they'll make another one here soon. So put you guys on the spot. Do you have a favorite Easter resource that kids matter? I'm, I'm looking right now and I'm... Uh, Nice. contemplating uh this easter escape it looks like it is a family experience where there's puzzles and i i'm i don't know much about it amber maybe you can fill me in but it looks yeah. awesome it is so cool and so like you could do it you could send out the link for your families to do it at home or you could do like a church thing where families come or even do it in church um and i have no idea how it was made because it is technologically very impressive to me and it's a, like a yeah. digital escape room and it is really stinking cool that looks really cool I'm gonna, so if you're looking for something kind of different um this is this is really really cool and like kids of all ages will get into this 
Not really. So that's my favorite. I don't know much about it, but I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. What Amber? So I feel like I'm going to go with the music. We have, if you go under the Easter category, we have like all of the best Easter musics. Uh, Musics. That's good grammar. I'm tired. It's fine. Um, And I really, I'm, I'm on a doorpost songs kick. Do you guys like doorpost? Yeah. I love doorpost, and I love their God so loved worship video. I don't know. Just I'm in a I'm in a theme of love. I guess still hungover from from Valentine's Day, um, but I really we have some awesome Easter music. So if you're looking for worship songs, hand motion songs, maybe the kids do a thing. We we got all the all the best music for Easter. Um, go check out kidsmatter.com. I, they're you can go. You can shop by category and go to Easter, or just up at the top, search the Easter button. Um, we mentioned a minute ago to shift gears. Let's go back to the I Love Kidman Facebook community. So many of you are part of that community. If you're not, I encourage you to next time you're on Facebook. Um, I don't know. And by the way, this is probably core. I don't know. Do we need to at some point create an I Love Kidman on Snapchat or Twitter? I mean, what are we missing out on? Twenty somethings in kid ministry that aren't on Facebook. Is there a community um, that they want to be a part of? Not on Twitter. <laughs> Did I say Twitter? I meant Snapchat yeah. or TikTok or something like that. Not Twitter. I'm I would love to TikTok, see you do sorry. some TikTok dances, Ryan. I, I, uh, I would watch you know what? I'm, I'm busy that. enough with I Love Kidman Facebook group, so I think you could do the TikTok. But there are some great conversations happening there. Um, mm-hmm. I was scrolling through the other day, and several hundred of you um, I forget how, at least 300, I don't remember how many of you have commented on a post that Amanda Davis put on about, hey, we, w- we don't want to call our volunteers volunteers. What do you call them? Which it created some good conversations around, is there something wrong with calling them volunteers, the pros and cons of that? And also just some great um, ideas of what y'all call your volunteers. So it's a great place to go for ideas, encouragement. Amber, I know you, uh, I don't remember if you posted the question or you spotted it about attendance patterns? I saw it and I thought it was a really, I don't, I don't remember who posted it, but it's just a really good question. You want me to give the question? You're going to do it. Go for it. All right. So the person asked, they're seeing this in their church and are other people seeing that their post COVID numbers are better than pre COVID. So what about you guys? What do your numbers look like? Are they better now or before COVID? So if we were to define better by people sitting in seats, then no. But if we were to say stronger, like the people that are there, they're more committed to volunteering, more committed to giving in deeper community, then I would say absolutely. That's interesting. But numerically, uh, near COVID, we were over 2,000. Now we're at 1,200. And so we've taken a huge drop in actual people. Now, yeah. question before Ryan chimes in, is this any one age group? Like we're lower, but honestly, most of my church is 70 plus. So most of them are still not out. It's also winter. We have a lot of snowbirds. Mm-hmm. So is there a age group that you notice, hey, it's all our olders, or is it just kind of across the board? Uh, we just haven't had a ton of older people in our congregation. Our church is 24 years old. So there's not that uh, generational longevity, but uh, definitely a bigger percentage there, but across the board. Yeah, definitely. Ryan, what about you? I know about you guys. Yeah. So at our church, our, we're back to where we were, I, I think pretty close pre COVID. Our kids ministry is probably down a little bit because we prior to COVID, we had a pretty significant size bus ministry where we were bringing kids in on the, on church buses and vans. 
Um, our bus ministry is back, but it's not back near at the same level it was. So when we kind of internally will refer to our kids as uh, drive-in kids or bus kids, our drive-in uh, numbers are, are back where they were. Uh, our, our bus numbers aren't, aren't where they were. And part of that, we, we lost some of our bus ministry leaders during the pandemic. So we don't have as many leaders. And, um, and we just, for some of the routes that started back up, uh, not all the kids have come back. But overall, our volunteers, for the most part, are back. We've picked up some new people. Um, giving's up. It's, yeah, we, it's, it's good. What about you, Amber? Number-wise across the church, we're down. But honestly, our kids are kids and teens, because, you know, I'm over both. It's strong. Um, we've actually gained a couple families. Um, we lost a family that had a couple of different ones for other reasons. Um, but we have that big inconsistency. So I would say, like, they're not not back. They're just really inconsistent. So honestly, I would, you might say for the kids that we are doing a little better because we gain some families. Um, mm-hmm. We get more grandkids. So I don't know. Yes, yes, and no for me. Okay. Well, let's talk about um, let's have an, let's shift the conversation a little bit. We're talking about um, families and people in the church. One thing that we should probably talk about a little bit more frequently frequently than we do uh, in this community is the topic of first impressions. I remember as a young pastor um, sitting in a seminar, a video seminar, and listening to uh, leadership guru, Pastor John Maxwell, talk about first impressions. And he said, you only have one chance to make a first impression. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. And he, he went on to say that your first impression for for what it's worth from his opinion is made within the first 30 seconds of being in contact with somebody or somebody entering your church. Um, now, so I'd like, I think this would be a good conversation for us to all have. Hopefully you podcast listeners will find some, find some value in this conversation, but let's just start pretty, pretty broad stroke here. Uh, Corey, do you agree? Uh, first impressions really matter. I do. I think if I were to invite Ryan and Amber over to my house, like especially that first time if I haven't cleaned up, if I have just clutter everywhere, if I haven't thought about food, like I'm definitely not putting a good first impression down. Now, if we're in life group together and it's your 20th time, I think there's a lot more forgivingness there. But the first time you you guys might go, yeah, let's meet at my place or let's not go back. (laughs) Or not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Amber, thoughts? Yes. Um, from I, I've even heard it from the parking lot. That's mm-hmm. when the first impression starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like think from from a parent's perspective, if you come in with your kid and you don't feel like your kid is safe in a clean environment, in a fun environment, um, you're not coming back. And a lot of people, you get one shot to make that. that that's your Sunday. So if you bomb it, you're not coming back. And if you really mishandle stuff, let's say there's like, you know, I don't know, an incident or something, you might turn a family away from the faith. They want nothing to do with Jesus. If your attitude, if you're teaching, you know, something is handled that poorly. So yes, we have to be, we have to be on it with our first impressions at every level. Okay. So I want to go around the circle here and, and these don't, because we haven't 
prepared these in advance. These can be in any random order. And we'll just, we'll just kind of go through them rapid fire. But what are some questions that we should be asking as pastors, as kidmen leaders, as representatives of our church, when we think about first impressions? What are some questions we should be asking? I'll pop, I'll, and this can be very popcorn style, you know, rapid fire. Question number one, um, are people friendly? Are people friendly? I mean, we might think that our church is friendly, but are they really friendly to somebody new walking in the church? Corey? Um, does your building and like signage lend itself to be helpful for people that are new? Mm -hmm. um, I know like in our facility, there's multiple ways into the building, but we put up a lot of temporary signage to help people out. And then there's permanent signage and there's signage up above because it is cheaper to get maybe even spend a hundred bucks on a pop-up sign that you use every week versus making those people feel not welcome. And so Good is point. your signage just easy for a new person to know where to go? And I might tag onto that real quick. I think that's a good thing because we get used to our church and we can walk, you know, we can walk through our church blindfolded at midnight and we know exactly where everything is and where to go. Um, but somebody new um, does not have that experience. And so don't take for granted. Everybody knows where the nursery is, or where the bathrooms are. Can I give a pro tip? Yes. Um, Colin Sanka, he's a kid's pastor in Clearwater, Tampa, Florida yep. area. He came to visit my church and I was like, hey, give me some feedback. Mm -hmm. And as a kid's pastor, he like knew a lot of the questions to ask and yep. think through things. And he helped me in a huge way where it was at our old building. He would have had to take his kids to four different areas doing four different check-ins. Mm. He would have been late to service if he showed up 20 minutes early. Yep. And so yeah. he helped me see like a family with multiple kids. What can we do? And he helped me see if I have someone come to our first time visitor spot in our lobby, I need another person there to walk with them, especially in that campus to be able to get through the building. And yeah. so Ask a person in your town or a friend to come be a visitor. That that will give you good feedback. Good, good point, Amber. I would say, is your kids' team excited? If you have, you know, old Miss Miss Jenkins there just has a sour face, they don't want to come. So there needs to be excitement. It needs to be that fun. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here, new friend kind of thing. That is huge, especially for those little reluctant kids. Pocket full of candy doesn't hurt either, or like a bucket. Um, when you have the shy kids who don't want to stay, if someone's excited, I always whisper to them, like, we have more fun than the grownups, and there's candy. And they're like, okay, I'll go with you. Yeah. So excitement and your kids' team. I love bribery. it. Here's a and question bribery. Uh, in bribery. <laughs> um, is it clean? And does it smell good? I don't know why some churches have a smell, but some churches have a smell. Um, Our bathrooms have a smell. We buy this cheap, yeah. cheap orange spray and the children love to go and spray it. And then yeah. you slowly die from the horribleness of it. And I throw it away all the time. I'm like, please stop buying oh it. I hide it in the trash. But yeah, cleaning supplies are cheap. But, uh, gallons of paint are cheap. You don't have to have a huge budget to have a church building that smells clean and or smells good and is clean. Corey. 
Um, I know at least in our church, a lot of our first time visitors are in that phase of uh, new parents and I pretty much every new parent I've ever talked to puts a lot of time and energy into their kid's room. They decorate it and make it pretty. And so my question would be, does your kid's area specifically like the nursery, does it look more like Pinterest or a dungeon? and find people that can help you make it more look more like Pinterest. I agree. So, uh, yeah. I agree. Amber. That was my next one, Corey. It was going to be, does your kid's area look fun? Yeah. Because it needs to. Um, but then I'm also going to kind of merge a little bit. Um, it also needs to look not just fun, but like fresh. So if you have the same carpet, even if it's clean carpet from 1970, it's still carpet from 1970. Um, so think about those small details. Does it need a fresh coat of paint? Does it need um, new new carpet, new mini blinds because they're yellowed? So not just fun, but also fresh looking to where like, hey, we've invested money here because it's important to us for the mm -hmm. kids. Here's, here's another one. Corey, you touched on this just briefly, but is check-in smooth and easy? You know, it's our parents already have anxiety bringing the kids to the church for the first time. The kids have anxiety. And when we make them wait in a long line and fill out a clipboard that's three pages, or we leave them alone at a computer and they're left to guess what to do, and they don't know what to do with a sticker or how pick up where it just adds a whole nother level of anxiety. So I would think through your check-in, make sure it's as simple as possible, as easy as possible. And if you can have somebody stationed there, especially for those new people, to make it as easy as possible, it'll set you up for success. Let's keep going. Let's do another round or two if you guys have some more. Um, do you have a follow-up plan? That's a good one. That was one of mine. That's a good one, Corey. You need a next step for them. And Ryan, I was thinking while you were talking, like those people that are helping at our check-in, they're probably the ones that have the most connection with this new kid, new family. Yeah. And I, I bet if I asked some of our check-in people after they're done, before they go to service or go wherever to write a postcard, then that would be golden. They would be mm. lovely wanting to do that and it'd be fresh on their mind. And so I think having a next step follow-up, but trying to put a personal touch on it could be a, a smooth, I love it. smooth thing for families. Mm -hmm. Is there good communication? So, hey, mama, this is where our class is gonna be. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Miss Amber. And then like when mom's dad's come back, oh my gosh, he had so much fun today. He loved this game. Um, here we meet on da, da 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 like make sure that at least one person is communicating with the parents before and after we have them checked in they're there but we want that that personal connection love it love it uh here's one that you could i think is is valuable especially for for any parent but new parents are there at least two adults in in the room um you know mom's already has some anxiety about leaving her kids. Make sure anymore, you know, people don't know, people don't trust anybody in a new place where you don't, you don't know people have at least two adults in a room. And I would say the two adults can't be two men, can't be two men in the room either. As much as I hate that, I, I love having men in kids ministry. The reality is most sexual crimes on kids happen from men. And if there's two men in a room, it might creep a mom out. 
So have two adults in a room or they'd probably be an adult and a teenager, but two uh, leaders in a room uh, welcoming those kids, I think uh, will help you out. Do we want to go one more round or are you guys done? Let's go. Let's go one more round. Okay. One yes. more round. Um, I, I think like most parents uh, ask the same two questions of their kids. And so if you're wanting to make a good first impression and help that visiting family, if you can help the kids answer that question, that might be smooth. And so parents ask, did you have fun? What'd you learn? Or did you learn something? And so make it fun, make a takeaway, something easy for the kids to be able to remember. And the parents will ask the kids those questions. The kids will answer what is honest and open and uh, they'll go, okay, it was worth it. Let's go back. Ask, are there things that need to be updated because they're so outdated? So if I'm a mama and I'm dropping my baby off in the nursery and all of the toys are still there from like your childhood and the rocking chair is like 18 million layers of paint, those things like, mm, do I want my child playing with lead-based paint toys? So think that the things that your kids are using, do you only have an old school projector and flannel graph? Are the things you're using to teach the kids, do they need to be updated? I'll wrap up with this one. That is, remember, first impressions don't just happen at the beginning of church, but they can happen at the end, too. And you can, um, yes, have a smile on your face, welcome the kids and the parents when they arrive. But you have a wonderful opportunity um, when those kids are being picked up at the end to say, hey, I loved having Sammy in class this morning. The kids loved him. He had so much fun. I hope that y'all loved it here today and that you felt welcome and that you'll come back. Um, that little conversation as they're leaving the building or leaving your classroom door uh, can almost be as impactful as when they first walk in. So, and by the way, I would say this too. If little Sammy was a tear in church, lie about it, he was lie great. about it. God will understand just say Sammy was great. We loved him. We had no problems. We at Kids Matter do not officially endorse lying because the Bible says it's wrong. So um, we're not telling you to actually no. lie. We're telling yeah. you that you want Look moms and daddies to leave with a good impression. And you need to focus on the part that you are thankful that a child came to hear about Jesus. So no, we as an organization do not endorse lying. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but we all get it. We get what we're saying. Um Hey, I have one other thought I want to toss yeah. out there, though. Think that this first impression could be someone's one and only chance to hear about Jesus. That's so cool. as important as it is to make sure that the kids are having fun in an amazing space with wonderful volunteers, yada, yada, yada. Don't miss your chance to tell them about Jesus. So use that first impression. Um, you should be giving the gospel all the time, no matter who is there. Um, but especially if you have a visitor. Maybe that wasn't a big part of your lesson. Work it in because that might be someone's first opportunity to meet Jesus. And it might be the only time that they go to church. So don't waste those first time encounters. Tell them about the saving grace of Jesus. Love it. Love it. Hey, it's been a great kids matter podcast before we wrap up. Um, hope that you hope that we will see you at Megacon next time. We record our kids matter podcast in two weeks. We'll have some updates some pretty significant updates for you as it relates to Megacon. So many of you have, have your tickets already. If you don't, please go check out 
megacon2022.com. Megacon's happening October 4th, 5th, and 6th, 2022. It's the Kids Pastors Conference, Kids Minister Conference you can't miss. We'd love to have you. Megacon2022.com. Ryan, um, one thing that I've been trying to practice on Sunday morning uh, at my calendar even reminds me, it pops up and says, hallway prayer, that when I'm talking to somebody, volunteer, first-time visitor, and they say something that's like, ooh, I'm hurting here, I stop and actually pray with them. And so can we practice that by, uh, Amber mentioned a lot of stuff going on with her family, and just, it's been a very hard week for her. So Amber's a hot mess right now. Yeah, can we wrap up our podcast by uh, praying for Ryan, you cool with that? I think that'd be a great idea. Thank you. Cool. Who gets to pray, you or me? You, I teed you up. All right. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, let's pray. Lord, we do uh, pray for all these that are listening to the podcast today. Thank you for what they're doing. Uh, We pray for the needs represented in this community. We think of uh, our own Amber here and the stuff that she's dealing with, with her family, in particular, her father-in-law and his significant health needs right now. I pray that you'd be with him. I pray uh, that, Lord, you are a healer. I pray that you would bring healing uh, to his body. I pray that you would bring strength, Lord, where um, many in the family are feeling weak. Lord, I pray that you would uh, give them wisdom and the grace and the strength that they need for difficult days like this, that so many listening to the podcast can relate to either now or at some point in their life. Lord, we do thank you for who you are. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. You are all sufficient. And we rely on you and we call on you and we thank you in advance and we pray this in christ's name amen amen thank you you, Corey. thank you amber thank you everybody for tuning in to the kids matter podcast today if you haven't subscribed to the podcast push that subscribe button uh that way you'll uh it'll just be right there for you you'll get notified whenever we post a new episode of the podcast and we'd love it if you would Uh, rate the podcast and submit a review. That's always an encouragement to us when we see those coming in. Friends, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next time. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidman Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.